Thank you for joining us for this segment of Mission Publishers Presents. Mission Publishers, where our mission is your story. We publish extraordinary stories by ordinary people for God's glory. Today, Jackie Scott is our guest. And Jackie is the author of Letters to the Lost Ones, a testimony back to God. Um, Jackie was born in a small countryside town in England. As a military brat, she grew up between Europe and the United States. Writing became a form of therapy as she journeyed through her trials at a young age and has turned into the practice for developing this story. Jackie resides in North Carolina with her two daughters and enjoys studying the word, serving in children's ministry and spending days at the lake. Jackie, thank you so much for joining us today on Mission Publishers Presents and welcome to the program. Thank you. <laughs> um, my first question is, I wanted to ask for our audience, uh, why did you decide to write the book, Letters to the Lost Ones? Okay, so um, as I mentioned on the back cover, my sister passed away and when she did, my aunt, who has also passed away since, gave me a journal at the funeral and encouraged me to write to her as part of the grieving process. And that quickly turned into more of a prayer journal and then sort of a diary throughout the decade that preceded. So, um, and in those, I, you know, I was grieving, I was going through what I mentioned in the book. And everybody told me, you should really write a book out of this. You should really turn it into a story. And then things just kind of fell into place. I ended up meeting you. And then it just quickly developed into what it is today. It's so wonderful how I always meet my authors organically. God directs them mm -hmm. to mission publishers. And that's why I knew when I picked up the mantle, you know, a few years ago with this publishing journey um that i knew it was from him and i just you know expected him to bring people yeah <laughs> and so yeah so we just connected and went on and developed this book and it's mm -hmm. just been a beautiful process throughout yeah. um so letters to the lost ones a testimony back to god let's talk about how we developed that title yes so um we went back and forth for a little bit about maybe changing it but it was just so clear that that's what it was that was the title that i was given from the very beginning and it just makes so much sense because the reason the the whole book's theme is around the parable of the lost sheep yeah. so how he goes back he leaves the 99 and goes back for the one and I am writing to that lost sheep that I once was. So I started off in safe postures, but I quickly strayed outside of it. Mm -hmm. And then I came back. That's the whole testimony back to God peace. So now that I had strayed away and came back, I wanted to write to those that were still lost, encouraging them that they can come back. And that matter of fact, the father is searching for them. Um, so it's kind of like, um, my way of trying to help draw those sheep back. It was, and then, and then we found the images and the, the mm -hmm. things that we wanted to use on the book. Oh yeah, that and we were, Yeah, we were so excited and we were going through different pictures and, and different things. Um, and again, that's when we knew that that, that was the, the oh, little yeah. sheep to put on the book. And mm -hmm. it just looks like he's just walking through the embers. Yes. Just really trying to find a way out. And there's just a hint of light there to say, mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of there. When I looked at the cover actually a little closer um, today, I noticed that as the sheep is returning or straying, it, the one that you want to look at it, but there is always that little semblance of light there. Mm -hmm. And it reminds me of the story because um, you mentioned in the book that there are times when, you know, you've always had Bibles with you. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that I, I, I was just, that just struck me. It was so extraordinary to hear that because the light and God was with you during that time. And, mm-hmm. and yet it was such a, a, a tough time. Yeah. Yeah. How, yeah. How did, how did, how did that make you feel in certain moments about that finding, you know, having Bibles to go to when you were going through so much? Mm-hmm. You know, I think at the time I didn't really understand the significance of the safety that I was holding. Oh, so wow. being that I was so in a confused and dark, dark space, thinking that I was doing good, right? But having that yeah. Bible with me, I believe is what truly kept the devil away from me, um, from destroying me completely. Cause I was definitely uh, losing the battle, but God has already won. He already has a victory. So that I had the Bible in my hand the whole time that I was, for lack of better phrasing, like acting up. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize the power that I held in my hand, but I obviously in my spirit knew that it was significant because I wouldn't let it go. I would never truly put down the word, even though I was holding multiple things in my hands. Um, So, and having it open, not just having a Bible, but actually having it open and actually reading it, I think is what stopped me from staying lost. That is remarkable. Yeah. That is so remarkable because, you know, we often say as Christians, there's power in his word and yeah. the word of your, te- you overcome by the word of testimony. You know, there's power in the word of Jesus and the word mm-hmm. of God. And, uh, and, and there you are right there. And you say, I didn't know the significance of the power that's right there with me. And that just speaks to God's word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Itself right there between those covers yep. <laughs> is powerful. And we take it, you know, we can take it for granted at times. Yeah. And it's just, just his word. So um, in the prelude, you wrote about umbrellas that you passed to others um, mm-hmm. and being raw and candid. And we're going to get into your story. But that is one of my favorite parts of the book. And yeah. you say we now have the umbrella of wisdom when you've gone through things and you come out the other side. Mm-hmm. We now have the umbrella of wisdom to get through those storms. And that is our duty and help others to dry ground. I've been through several storms and I have a few umbrellas to pass. What are some of the storms you'd like to share with our viewer, our listeners, I'm sorry, today? Mm-hmm. And what storms would you like for them to know that you came through in the umbrellas that you have that you can pass to them? Yeah, so I think just like the overall theme of the book, right, it really started with, you know, a very rough childhood that came through with a little bit of stability when we got into the military life. Um, but that kind of ended quickly as well. And then it kind of just catapulted from my sister's death and the um, sexual abuse story. Yeah. Um, and and that's common, unfortunately. So many, everybody grieves at some point in their life. Everybody goes through grieving. Um, I'm not sure of the exact statistic, but the percentage is very high of children and teens that experience sexual abuse. And so we're, uh, my biggest mission was to let even believers or non-believers know you're not the only one that Mm -hmm. has been through this and I have come out on the other side God has brought me through that storm I can't turn around and not notice that other people are going through it as well Mm -hmm. and that I have that umbrella now and I'm on safe and dry ground I do feel a duty to go back and share those stories and not hide it in the dark because that's where the devil is. He likes to keep us in that secret secluded place. And so by shedding light on those stories in my past, 
I'm able to show people like it's okay you don't have to stay there and you're not going to stay there God, if God can get me out of it through the grieving process through the way that I incorrectly handled it he can do the same thing for you so let me hold your hand let me put the umbrella over you and with Jesus we will walk to the other side of this storm so as, as many people as I could help gather up that's really my duty after it there's no way that I would have gone through all of that in vain you know it there has to be purpose in your storms and i think that in that you get a little bit of closure you get a little bit of, bit of healing when you're able to go back and help others through their wounds too i'm telling you this is ministering to me right now yeah, yeah. because i i talk about different i think about different things that i know that i'm to write about yep and just hearing you say that it'll bring closure and a bit of closure mm -hmm. and some healing for you too. Yeah. Instead of it just running around in your head and your heart and yeah. praying it out and your emotions, when you reach back and help another bring bring someone else through it, then it, you know that does heal mm. you yeah. because you're seeing that it's not in vain and it goes back. So thank you so much for sharing yeah. that. It, it, it this often happens when we are like call <laughs> yeah. Zoom. We sort of minister a little bit to one another, but the story is just so so deep and um, just having those umbrellas. Um, I would I would guess that would be your catalyst for mm. this story. The testimony behind this is just passing that umbrella along, just covering someone else while they're on this journey mm -hmm. and uh, bringing them through. And a book is a very you know wonderful way to do that because they have you know, the material in their hands. Yeah. And they can see what you've been through. Um, one of the things that we did in this book that um, we, first of all, wrote it out like letters. Yes. They make it look like it's a scroll. So the mm. inside is really cute with, you know, there's looking like a scroll a little bit. And um, at the end of each chapter, and we'll talk through those as well, but we had the sections that say, ask yourself mm. mm -hmm. at the end of each one. Um, ask yourself, pray with me, and confess out loud. Yeah. And then you signed it, Love Jackie. You yeah. know, the, the, and, and I remember you telling me the font we chose. You said, that looks like my signature. Yes, it, it does. It was my pen mission. <laughs> <laughs> it did, yeah. So God was there all the time. We, how do we know that? You know, mm -hmm. we're just trying to choose, you know, what the designer gives us. Yeah. Um, so ask yourself, pray with me, and um, confess out loud. And you also have extra resources at the end of your of your eight chapters there. And then we also have really bold pages that just, you know, have things that say, I was vengeful, I was afraid, I wasn't myself. Mm -hmm. And they just stand out, you know, on those pages. There's nothing else there. It was perfect, mm -hmm. but it really wasn't. I was being tricked. So along the way, we give really large, you know, just messages throughout to say, you know, as you're reading this chapter, <clears throat> this is your feelings. We put those in um you know, larger fonts. I learned I was lost. I came back, glory to God. So there was a return back to him. And then you know how to um, go on with different things in your life as well. But um, I, I just really love the whole letters to the lost one and how it, it reads like letters yeah. to someone. And I, I think it will really minister. I know it will really minister for people that I've already talked to um, about the book that it's just a, a lovely way to get them to uh, pray things through, ask yourself, you know, kind of ponder those, pray with me, mm -hmm. and then confess out loud. Because that confession, yeah. and I know you're big on the word and confessing the word, mm -hmm. huh, and that confession part is really, really important to get people to get through this end of these chapters, and then confess out loud. Um, you know, one of the uh, weeping may endure for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. 
So once they've you know gone through the one who's lost and alone, that was at the end of that chapter. I think that's really, really powerful. And I'm so glad you did that. Mm-hmm. That was a really great way to um, write your chapters. But let's go and let our audience know what our chapters are. Mm-hmm. Um, we have eight, the one uh, to the one lost and alone. I'm going to read them all and then we'll go back and touch on them. Okay. To the one lost and alone, to the one lost and afraid, to the one lost in revenge, to the one lost in the grind, to the one lost in confusion, to the one lost in bondage, to the one lost in the tests, and to the one lost and left behind. Wow. Mm-hmm. Covered a lot. So to the one lost and alone, that's chapter one. And that's telling the beginning of your story about your sister. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you start that with, I know how you feel. And you just kind of tell your story about being born to teenage parents and there. So you can pick it up from there and just let the um, audience know. A little bit about that chapter. Yeah, so it was kind of where I mentioned that's where the devil really came into my life. It's where mm-hmm. the, that open door came in. I became a Christian when I was young, even though my family was atheist. And I had such a personal, intimate relationship with Jesus and my Bible. I mean, I was just that girl in school that was just the super sweet Christian girl, wanted to save myself till marriage, wanted to try to do everything the right way. Um, And then just within just the same day, uh, my sister died and I Mm -hmm. discovered the hidden camera in my bathroom. So I was being a victim of child pornography and lost my sister all in the same day. Um, Unfortunately, you know, me and my mom, our relationship was not great. So I ended up having to leave the home eventually. And the boyfriend that did that came back and stayed for many years. So in that, of course, you know, I'm 17 years old. I felt just like I'd been hit by a bus. But Mm. as I discovered through my, you know, way later on in life, I realized at that time, the reason why I started acting up and the following chapters even came to pass is because I was mad at God. I was thinking like, God, I did everything that your word said. And yet you still allow for somebody to just come and take that, take my innocence innocence, and take my sister at the same time. What do I Mm. do? Where do I go? Was everything that I did not worth it? Is this, you know, never is this real. I never question like, is God real? But I just kind of, it just, it put me into a, a mode of, okay, well, whatever. Like, I guess my efforts were worthless. So let me just go ahead and gain my power back. And so, you know, the devil really got in my mind and was like, okay, just because you didn't have control then, I'm going to show you what it feels like to have control and it's going to feel really good. It's going to feel like healing, but it was false. And so Mm. then I went out into the world alone and lost. And that combination right there is recipe for disaster and a complete footstool for the enemy. So I went and I ended up in all the other chapters. (laughs) Um, But in that, like in those letters, I explain, you know, I know what that feels like. And, And if you've been through anything similar, just know that the Lord is with you and please don't do what I did. (laughs) You know, part of writing this book is please don't do what I did. Hopefully I can catch the sheep on their way out. (laughs) And they won't stray so far. But, you know, 
no matter what, even if you have gone that far, just knowing like, wow, I'm not the only one because the devil can do that. He can make you feel like you're the only one that God targeted, you know, make you feel like God did this to you and you're the only one. But in the book, hopefully that person will be like, wow, somebody else has kind of gone through such an ugly situation and Mm -hmm. clearly they're good now. So there's hope for me too. Um, So that was kind of the main intro to the story and the beginning of the journey for me was just letting them know like bam starting it off with a bang you know and very intense you you mentioned that you know yes I'm going to take that control and it'll feel better but it Mm -hmm. wasn't and then you said that what you said was then then I went out into the world and you were Mm -hmm. lost and afraid in chapter Mm -hmm. two is (laughs) to the one lost and afraid yeah so here you go journeying that Mm -hmm. one talked um you you described some things you had to go through like a custody journey yeah um on there for your daughter and then that must have been uh, hard Mm -hmm. but you gained a victory in that um and chapter three is to the one lost in revenge. Yeah. And the scripture we use for that is vengeance is the is the Lord's, not yours. And I know, I know we all struggle with trying to get revenge. Mm-hmm. I know we can't do that. And and let's speak to the to the people who are listening, to the ones who may be dealing with revenge or mm-hmm. battling that. Yeah. That was something that um, as you look at the chapter, so I went out and I was alone. Then I was afraid then the devil so in that time the devil was grooming me like okay you're lost now i've got you alone now i'm going to teach you some things and i'm going to teach you revenge and in that what i will say is it never truly feels good and i'm sure that everybody can agree in the moment when you're getting revenge you may feel powerful but i don't know one person i've ever spoken to including myself that says once you've achieved that revenge there is conviction for everyone. I, I yeah. don't feel good and I never felt good after, no matter what anyone had done to me. When I did get that revenge, I felt ugly. And even to this day, I still struggle with shame when I see parts mm. of like my before Christ life or my lost sheep days. Yeah. Uh, I still kind of look and be like, wow, I cannot believe I did that. Like as much as I love the Lord, I really struggle with that sometimes and still have to pray through the um, condemnation that the devil tries to put on me in those areas Yes, because revenge never feels good in the long run. In the moment, it may feel like you're getting your power back, but I Mm -hmm. mentioned this in the book. That is exactly what the devil wants. He may be giving you this false power, but in a sense, you're giving it up to him. And that power is God's. Vengeance is the Lord's. The word is very clear on that. And there's a reason for that because revenge creates destruction. It doesn't solve anything. So so you get into this path of just complete, like a tornado of destruction and disastrous behavior for your life. And then you sit back and you realize the damage that's been done sometimes is irreversible. And so that scripture for me is so, so, so important that give vengeance to the Lord. We are to just be still and allow God to fight our battles for us because he can do so much more than we could ever do to someone without damaging ourselves in the process. Yes. Um, and you wrote this, you wrote exactly that. You said, if I ever been, if you have ever been stuck in revenge, disagreement, anger, don't walk around with a vengeful heart. Mm-mm. A vengeful heart pumps poison through your spirit. Yes. Wow. That yeah. is exactly what the enemy wants to blind you through a pattern of anger and shame, leading you to mm-hmm. trickery yeah. and evil action. Cast yeah. the devil's schemes off of you through prayer and remember to speak life 
into those that hurt you, praying for repentance and recovery. And then you give an example of how to do that um, when someone has done you wrong. You are God's child. This is not you. You have a kind heart, a caring spirit. Um, you are beautifully and wonderfully made, created for good and not for evil. So you're, you know, you're speaking that what to say. Uh, there's an example of what to say when someone has done you wrong so that that way you can capture that vengeance that's trying to cause you to act out yeah. in a way. Um, but speaking back to yourself and, you know, just taking a moment to calm that down. And I love that we give instruction in the book. We give mm -hmm. things that people can do like right now, you know, ways to take, take authority and take control over the situations and put it right back in the master's hand just as quick as it comes because a lot of things blindside people yeah. and before you know it the enemy just crept up I remember one time just waking up not too long ago and within I think three minutes mm -hmm. maybe two he had a whole thing painted out yeah. oh yeah he did <laughs> he had the whole yeah. skit yeah <laughs> and it took me a minute to think about it and then I thought wait a minute don't think on that mm. you know cast mm -hmm. that down so yeah. you know the examples but that vengeance Yes, I love how you wrote here, it, don't walk around with it because it pumps poison through your spirit. So for those listening, this is a way to get out of that vengeance and don't let that poison go through there because it'll definitely entrap you, lead you down paths you don't want to go. It'll keep you stuck. It'll get worse. And uh, you won't really find a way out. You you think that that's the mode, and it's not. Mm -hmm. um, then the next chapter is to the one lost in the grind. Yeah. And then you said, God, spouse, children, work, and ministry. And mm -hmm. the next sentence is, and in that order. <laughs> and in that order. Yes. In that order. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you said it was a tough pill for you to swallow because yeah. I didn't have um, a husband to rely on. I felt there was no other way to live except to work multiple jobs and to just, you know, work hard, play hard, you know, mm -hmm. in a way. So let's talk a bit about that grind. Yeah, that was something that it seems good from the world's perspective for us to mm -hmm. fill our plate, fill our plate, fill our plate. But that's not what the Bible says to do. The Bible yeah. encourages us to rest. In fact, I wouldn't even say encouraging. Uh, it commands us. Yeah, girl, you're speaking to me. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and as a woman um, in the corporate world, my yes. goal was to climb, climb, climb that ladder. And my worth and my identity was put in that building in that ladder and that is not what the bible instructs us to do especially as women but there are situations where we don't have husbands but the lord is our headship and he still would not Amen. have us doing going 24 7. it's just it's not so i was lost in that grind and i i mentioned this um in the book as well i had to sacrifice everything i mean i had to put down everything my salary the job my identity my schedule i had to literally go from a hundred to zero immediately there was no other way mm. there was no easing out of the grind for me it was i'm either gonna go or i'm gonna stay and i had to make the decision and say like even though this seems like a good thing more money more money more money i was losing time with my main ministry which is my children I was yeah. losing time with God and at the end of the day really didn't have anything to show for it other than the fact that I was providing for my children but I mentioned that I didn't need to work more than 40 hours a week we were yeah. fine but I was working 50 60 for what you know for extra shopping trips that for clothes that we don't even have anymore because we've grown out of it, it mm -hmm. didn't make sense to the ministry it, it wasn't fruitful that's the big thing when you're in that go mode go mode you know success success chasing this what they call like the american dream and 
all these things yes. you have to sit back and, and God will get you to that place where it's like is this really worth it like clothes fade material things fade things wither we are going to wither but are you is that grind replacing your time with God replacing time with family replacing you know the order that I speak of in the beginning if it's if it's compromising any of that then your grind is for the wrong reasons and so, yeah. Yeah. And then your daughter, your youngest daughter became ill. Yeah. And that was an eye opener for you. Very much so. Yeah. Uh, and then you begin to just kind of look back and say, listen, I'm, you write, you know, I was going 10 hours a day. Then I go home and I was answering emails mm -hmm. and then keep going. Um, and then after that incident, you said you created a hanging calendar that very clearly yeah. highlighted yes. <laughs> mommy daughter days for me yeah. to enjoy with both girls. And you would just go out and do inexpensive things and go to the Dollar Tree and just mm -hmm. run around at parks. And I know you still take your daughters on trips and you know, just, do. yeah, just uh, spur, you know, them up we're going to drive to here and just yep. see what we can explore you know <laughs> travel adventures we call them travel, travel adventures. adventures we do it yeah. once a month we just pick place in north carolina and we just drive we have a 60 dollars budget um that and we just wonderful. drive and we explore the city and they'll remember that they won't they're not going to remember the fact that we have the latest clothes they're going to remember the time no. spent and so that became a huge eye-opener to me like i said when my daughter got sick and it, it took three hospital visits and for me to eventually go in and say like, you know, mama mode comes out, mm -hmm. the store is gonna go. And I'll tell you this, I'm sure some people listening would be familiar with Carrie Townsend to the mall. I yes. put hours into the stores in that place. I was a manager of several of the stores in there at certain points. Right now it lays in rubble. It's yes, demolished. it does. It's, it's demolished. demolished. And I sat at Starbucks about a month ago and I just sat there and I reflected with God and. It makes me a little emotional speaking about it, but I thought, I remember one week working 70 hours to oh prepare that store. I didn't see my kids that whole week. I mean, mm. they were literally with dad, or they were okay, right? But I didn't see them. And now it lies in rubble. Oh. So I had to sit there and be like, yeah, lost in the grind, not, not good. This stuff fades away. But the it, time yes. I lost, I can never get back. The 70 mm. hours wasn't necessary. Um, I could have worked 40 that week and it still would have lied in rubble 10 years later. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so it's exactly. Exactly. If you think about it that way, yes. It doesn't call not to happen and you could have had 30 hours more that week. Yeah, your, exactly. To your so, time. Yeah. yeah. Um, to the one lost in confusion is chapter five. And the heading we used for that one underneath was I just don't know what to do. And you wrote, the interesting thing about this letter is that I was approaching it honestly, feeling confused. But as I started writing it out, speaking to myself, God began to speak to me. I was confused about the importance of this letter, which ironically proved its point. <laughs> After praying, I now have several points of wisdom that I can share on this topic. And then you go in, you know, sometimes we do know what to do. Um, we just don't want to move or we just don't want to do stuff. So confusion and i love this chapter because you like you said you worked your way through it and you know i as i consult people for publishing a lot of times they're like well i don't you know i don't know well sometimes you just have to start mm. and then you hit you might hit a roadblock but god will get you through that and he's always ministering yeah. and always guiding on that so to the one lost in confusion it says the bible says this, uh for the spirit is love where well, the spirit is is love joy peace patience kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And you point out that any decisions you make should 
produce those fruits. That's a big thing. Yeah. For sure. That is really big. Um, That really is a main thing because that can drive confusion away. Mm. That's a really good formula for just getting away, driving confusion out. You know, we have to counter darkness with light and with Mm. the word. We have to counter you know the works of the enemy the confusing things that come because he's the author of confusion yeah and god is not god is not the author of confusion mm-hmm. so um i really love how you used going back to the word of god galatians 5 22 and 23 until you make a decision you cannot test to see what it produces but make sure it hinges on the fruits of the spirit yeah yeah that's just so perfect and i always used to say to you you have so much wisdom and you're young yeah. <laughs> you, know? And, you know and you're i learned so much from you and i'm like but you know it, it's because you abide in his word and he gives you those nuggets to bring out mm-hmm. um so yes to the ones lost in the confusion and uh, one time you said you stopped you stepped out without praying and tried to get mm-hmm. out of your career field mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> Yeah, uh, was that the retail that we were talking about a yes. little bit? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wanted <laughs> to get into childcare. Yes. And it just wasn't the right season. But my big thing with, you know, getting stuck in confusion is you don't ever want to get stuck in stagnation and not mm-hmm. make a decision at all because that's just as dangerous. But sometimes you won't know the fruits until you test them, until you yes. step out. And so in that moment, you would just ask God to direct your steps Yes. And then move forward, move. And then immediately you'll discover if the fruits are bad or not. And then you can readjust and, and be redirected. But I think it, my main my main point in that chapter is move. You know, don't sit, be still, but don't sit still in stagnation and allow the devil to just confuse you, confuse you away from making a decision at all. Because yes. knowing that the Bible tells us that we are to test the fruits. And mm-hmm. so just make a move and making sure that it of course lines up with the word. Don't go out and be like, well, I'm going to try this crazy idea. Obviously be in prayer about it and make sure that it is, you know, biblical and just, yeah. but like, you can't sit in stagnation over things. You do have to make a decision and test the fruits. Mm. That is so, that's, that's, you know, you have to, like you said, make moves. Don't be in stagnant. You'll never do anything, mm-hmm. but just put it out there. Um, Ecclesiastes says, you know, cast, you know, cast these bread upon the waters see what comes back yeah. that's making a decision yeah yeah put it out there and see what comes back and then you kind of test it along with that and mm-hmm. um that's really important to people who are lost in letters yes. to the lost one you know going through those types of things because at some point you know that confusion comes in and you don't want to feel like you know uh you can get lost again in a lot of stuff mm, yeah staying confused and yeah. we don't want we don't want them there right um chapter six is to the ones lost in bo- don't have chained and yeah. you had a lot of hurt relations and things yeah. like that um and you I was a loss I was sick I was to see mm-hmm. yeah and that was probably the know, furthest I had things. strayed okay sorry go ahead wow no no I said okay and then um so if you're saying it's the furthest you've strayed and look at the title of the chapter to mm-hmm. the one lost in bondage. So when we keep straying, where is that going to actually lead us? Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. To bondage. You get mm-hmm. out of confusion, but we now we're here in bondage. So yeah. talk to us about yeah. how you strayed and what that 
what that time was like for you. Yeah, well, I think at that point, New Age beliefs kind of became very mainstream. Mm-hmm. And I just latched onto that so quickly. I, you know, there are the gifts of the Spirit, and we have gifts through prayer and discernment, knowledge, those spiritual gifts that the Bible speaks of. And clearly, God had given me gifts. But because I was so, and this is the importance of making sure that you read the word for yourself and everything and don't take yes. it out of context because I had no base knowledge of any of that. So I just took it, smacked it onto the world and assumed like, wow, cool. Like I have a word for people. I have a word for people without praying. Um, wow, I would yeah. pray, um, but I was getting the glory for those words. And um, pairing that with new age beliefs, I got myself very quickly into what is considered witchcraft. And again, Bible open on my window seal, but crystals right beside it doesn't make sense. Jesus right. is the ultimate healer. We pray for guidance. We do not consult the stars for horoscopes. No. <laughs> and I was doing both and yeah. it just didn't make sense. And so there's a place in the Bible where it explains like, you know, the, the people are going into the promised land, but God warns them very directly, do not pick up their ways when you go into that land and mm-hmm. when they went they picked up their ways but they also were loving God but you cannot do both you were dishonoring him in the process and that's essentially what I was doing and so then in that I had the failed relationships because of that and that was really what broke me down and I, I realized like wow this this old lifestyle that I was living everything up until that point has really chained me to this wall of shame mm-hmm. and I don't know how to get out of it. The only thing I can think to do is go to the waters and that was when I got baptized. That was the only way, that was the only thing I could do to really surrender to God, to really just apologize and repent and say, God, I want to come home. I don't oh, want to be out here God. anymore. I don't want to be out here. You've, you've, you've watched me this entire time. You've held me clearly because I should have been dead in certain situations. But I'm ready to I'm ready to hold your hand and come back. I don't Please want to do this anymore. And that was that. That was the time where I was like, okay, I'm I'm coming home now. Oh. Oh, praise God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad you did. And just yeah. praise the Lord, you know, just just the enemy trying to get you into everything differently and in semblance of God, but it's you know, it's it's not producing the fruit of God. Right. And I'm so glad um, that you came home and that the Lord, you know, with loving cords drew you. Yes. That's what the Bible says, with loving cords has he drawn you. Chapter seven is to the ones lost in the test. So when you come to God and then there's going to be tests Mm -hmm. that come into your life. And you said, you're right, as we get deeper into our faith, we want to please God more than we did before. Yeah. Um, You had a newfound faith. You, you know, you just kind of want to pass tests, but, you're, and then you're right, we're struck trying to be perfect. Yeah, but yeah. we're sinners, we mess up, and he knows this. So that's that's something I struggled with um, for a lot of times, just trying to you know do this perfect thing mm-hmm. and not understanding that when tests come, um, you know, that he's going to bring them and show, you know, he's going to allow them rather and show mm-hmm. you, you know, how to get through these things with him. Yeah. Um, and you wrote, life is naturally full of tests and temptations. We are presented scenarios and opportunities to choose God over the world every day. Yeah. That is mind blowing. Mm. Every day we 
can make decisions to what to choose. It's not a one and done all the time. Mm-mm. It's not a one and done. We have to make those choices. Um, and you wrote that before you committed following Christ, you weren't very good at this daily test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used to be the type of person who would act and just not think of the consequences. I would deal with it later. Spend a little money here, throw money at it there, figure it out later. But what do those tests really teach you? They taught me intentionality. So oh, being wow. intentional that there you, you suffer consequences enough, you start to realize like, you know, maybe I should really think before I act and mm-hmm. pray before I speak because this really isn't working out so well for me in the long run. And when you're young, you really do tend to think short term. And until you have such yeah. some serious consequences, you really, it that's one of those life lessons that you learn by experience. There are some people who have the skill to really think long term, but mm-hmm. in your early 20s, teens, years you really are just thinking that you're invincible until (laughs) God strikes you a little bit and um you know God gives you a tap on the rear end and is like yeah you really need to think before you act here you really need to relate things back to the word so it taught me intentionality as far as like you have to be intentional in everything that you do because there are long-term consequences matter of fact these eternal consequences yeah and that is not something to play around about so even when it comes to financially those are things that need to be stewarded over correctly because if you that's just the devil can come into every area there's no area of our life that he's not going to try to attack still mm-hmm. heal and destroy so we have to be on God and on being on God means being intentional in everything in every area of your life and in that you'll realize that you can pass those tests because you're kind of one step ahead of the devil at all times <laughs> well one one of the big um, captions that we had to use for this chapter was I persevered I obeyed I had passed the test yes <laughs> <laughs> that's how the chapter pretty much ends you know I yeah. passed the test so Yes, we can get through those tests. Um, I love how you speak to it in the, not only just our day to day, but also the internal consequences. Um, and, and, and God can always redeem the time mm-hmm. in our lives. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Give us things to. And that's what I love about him, because if I have to look back at some things that were not managed and not properly stewarded or something like that without him, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have hope. Right. Yeah. And so I'm so glad I do it with him and I have hope and then I have hope against hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Says. Yeah. So yes, those tests, those tests, those tests. And that's how he perfects our faith. And that's right. how we grow. Right. We grow and we perfects our faith. Well, we're on to our last chapter where it's uh, uh, chapter eight to the one lost and left behind. Many of us do know Jesus, but just feel like we've lost connection somewhere. So thankful for this chapter. Because it goes to the ones who feel like we do. Many of us do know him, but we just still muddling around lost. Mm. So um, share, please share your heart with us on that. That's so, so important. Yeah, I, I think that it's one thing to label yourself as a Christian for the title, but it's one thing, it's another thing to be an actual follower of Christ and to really follow his way and to really strive every day to get into his word and see, okay, what is the way? What is the way, the truth and the life? Instead of just labeling like, oh, well, you know, I'm one of his sheep, but I'm just kind of out here going with the flow and in the world, you're like straddling the fence. And I always get this imagery of, you know, if you're on a boat 
and a dock and your foot one foot is on the boat and one foot is on the dock there is no mm-hmm. stability in that <laughs> you're going to be wavy yeah. and wavy and you're definitely going to yeah. feel in a sense lost so yeah. with me it, it that chapter was kind of just like what happens when you deal with things such as depression as a christian and anxiety as a christian what does that look like do you feel like you're lost like hey i'm a christian i'm not supposed to be feeling pain i'm not supposed to be feeling trials but that's opposite of what the bible says the bible says we will suffer trials and that is it's normal for a christian to experience those things but we don't have to feel left behind in that we are living in a fallen world that's the yes. reality of it there are going to be illnesses disease mental illnesses trials um death grieving those things we are not immune to just because we're christians so mm. that chapter is basically saying hey you don't just get this badge of christianity come up out of the water and everything is perfect the devil is going to really try to come at you at that point and be like oh no like I need my tally back here. Yes. And so it that chapter is really wrapping up like hey, we've been through this journey. We're home now, but don't feel like you're still lost just because you're going through pain. It is so refreshing um when you talk about this is daily life. Mm. And it reminds me of the scripture that says, oh, I can't think of it right now, but something kind of to the effect that, you know, the things that life brings us daily. Um, mm-hmm. I can't think of it right now, but anyway, yeah, I had it a minute ago and now it's gone. But, um, but just, you know, um, the day to day, you know, we're going to go through the day to day and, um, we don't want to get stuck in there. We don't want to be in those places. We want to know that as a Christian, um, you don't have to be lost and stay behind mm-hmm. in that. Don't, mm-hmm. don't let that kind of throw you in there which brings me ties in very well with your back cover because we wrote have you wandered away from the good shepherd we're talking about the ones who wander away and then you can return to him but in your story in particular you share candidly how your profoundly painful journey of shattered dreams and physical mental afflictions and perilous situations was no match for the never-ending love of god toward you and then you share this that how the readers can find their way back um, how God's lost sheep can return to his safe pastures returning to his safe pastures what did that look like for you so I came very broken I mean I was like that sheep on the front cover I was burned <laughs> like my Aww. you know like physically wounded mentally wounded emotionally yeah. wounded but when we come to Jesus we are washed white as snow white as snow by the blood of Jesus. And Amen. so when I think about being back in safe postures, I don't see that little wounded sheep on the front cover. Sometimes mm. the devil tries to make me think, yeah, you're you still should be holding shame. You know, it sneaks up on me sometimes, but I have to think no because that's not what the word says about me. That's not what the word Amen. says. The word says I am washed white as snow and I think about a sheep that is fully healthy. It is beautifully white as snow, luscious, wool and just you know beautiful. like yes, a beautiful yes. sheep back in safe postures 
And that's what I want people to see. I want people to see themselves as God sees them. Again, no matter where they've gone, when you come back and, and think about like a shepherd's job is to tend to the flock. He's not going to allow you to stay wounded and dirty and burnt and scorned. Like he covers them and makes them white as snow again. Mm-hmm. And and that is the beauty of the gospel. That's the beauty that is the gospel right there. That we is come it back right there. And we we are cleansed. Truly, oh. we we're not like that sheep on the front cover. No. We've been through the fire, but just like in the Bible, they came out of the fire untouched. Mm. Same with the lost sheep. They are renewed. As, as I'm looking at the little sheep and I notice again that there's that light right around the sheep actually mm-hmm. <laughs> just outlining it like oh, we're, we're, we'll get you there yeah we're gonna get you there you're going home <laughs> you're going home you're coming home and, and and then you'll be white and luminous and fluffy and pretty yes. and yeah and you won't be oh, oh that just touches my heart when you're like i was that little raggedy that little sheep on there and i was just kind of burnt up and came with everything yeah. but that's that's the father takes us in yeah um well this uh, just about concludes talking about the the book that you wrote the amazing journey that you've been on the love of god that has been shed in your heart and that you want to shed and share out to others um i want to thank you so much for joining mission publishers presents today i want to have you back in the future because i really want to delve into some of these chapters as well yeah on certain topics and um and really go into some of these things here because we can talk for days on, <laughs> on these chapters. Um, thank you so much for partnering with Mission Publishers. And I wanted to give you an opportunity just to share your heart about the publishing process. Oh my goodness, I think I've said this before, Selena, but it was really healing in itself. Oh, um, being God. able to, you know, the way it came about meeting at church, just, I mean, we prayed about it. We prayed about even pursuing the publishing process. It was very mm-hmm. prayerful. Every session felt like a counseling session. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. it, it was awesome. It, there was healing in that journey in itself. And I don't think that you would get that elsewhere. I mean, the, mm. the mission of Mission Publishers truly shined through in the process. And um, I really did feel like it was a safe space to share a really scary story. Um, it's a lot to kind of put your diary out to the world in a sense. Yes. And you really do need someone to hold your hand through that process. And I felt like that was done successfully in it. Oh, praise God. Thank you yeah. so much. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Praise, praise the Lord. I was actually talking to someone yesterday and uh, a consultation and I, you know, using mm-hmm. my books and I showed him about your books and I... We were, we were discussing the testimony you put on the website yeah <laughs> that safe place to put there and i just that's what i want and i just yeah. want people to feel safe so thank you so much for uh, praise god that it worked out yes. that way <laughs> that 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 was his will in there so again we'll have you back now for those listening um you can order letters to the lost ones at amazon or missionpublishers.com you can also check out more about mission publishers and set up a free consultation to learn more about publishing services and see if we're a fit just like jackie and i did to see if we if we were a fit mm-hmm. for that. And so Jackie, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, and until next time, God bless you. God bless our listening audience and have a great day. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. Okay, bye-bye.